Welcome to this episode of Blended, Blessed, and Always a Mess. I'm Eric. And I'm Angie. We are married with a ton of kids. We have six kids total. He has three and I have three. My name's Hallie and I love riding horses. I'm Lexi and I love agriculture. My name's Carter and I love eating. My name's Chase and I love lifting weights. My name's Summer and I love spending my parents' money. I'm Dane and I love baseball. Our show is about our blended, blessed, and always a mess life. And our hope is if you find yourself in the same situation we are in, that by sharing our story, all the fun, and all the mess, challenges we are experiencing, it will give you some inspirations, laughs, and community, knowing you are not alone in this mess. We appreciate you spending time with us. Let's dive in. Welcome to Season 2 of Blended, Blessed, and Always a Mess, where... The game has changed completely. It's been flipped upside down on its head. And honestly, Angie and I were trying to decide, when do you ever start a season two of a podcast? We had no idea. And then one day, God just said, well, this was the end of season one. And now we start season two. We didn't pick it. We didn't expect it. And frankly, we don't like it. We're not at peace with it. We're not okay with it. But season two starts now. I don't even know how you want to start this episode. I mean, it's, it's about loss and in our family losing one of the most important things we could ever lose. Our daughter, Hallie, the oldest member of the crew, Angie's firstborn. And I don't really even know what we do with that. We're going to have to figure it out. I mean, we're, it's two weeks old right now. The unbearable pain and heartache that no mother no mother should ever have to go through, but we're here and we're going to talk about it because it sucks and everybody experiences loss in a lot of different ways. And this is new to us. And I would imagine that there's going to be people out there that are going to be first time experiencing loss too. And we're just going to share, we're just going to share and it's, could be good, could be bad. As we said during season one, could be good, could be bad. Our lives up, up, turned upside down on Sunday, November the 27th. It was the final day of Thanksgiving break. You were just posted well, hours before about what a beautiful weekend we'd had. We had we had an amazing Thanksgiving. And, you know, um, I was literally Sunday. We did our normal routine that Sunday. We went to church. Then came home, ate something, went to the gym. That's our normal routine on Sunday. And we had, there's Chiefs game on. And so we invited all the kids. If they, you know, want to come over, I'm going to make chili. And we're going to watch Chiefs game hang out. So everybody was going to be there but Hallie. And I I gave her an out because, you know, blended families. And they had been to like five Thanksgivings. I knew she was exhausted. School Sunday, so school started back up the next week. So totally, you know, I said totally get it. If you don't, if you don't go, don't come over. Totally understand. I saw her Saturday. We had, a, you know, like we said, had a great Thanksgiving together. So we were like at the gym. We were snapping back and forth. I was talking to her about her upcoming shoulder surgery that we talked about on one of the podcasts that she was having, and I just offered her to come to my house Thursday, that Thursday and Friday, so I could take care of her. Because I didn't feel like he would take care of her. And so I offered that for her. And the last thing that she snapped to me 
was, you know, I told her, I said, Hallie, I'm always going to be here through your highs and lows. And she's like, I know, I know that mama, I love you through snap. Little did I know that he was in front of her messing with a gun, but we'll get to that later. So then here I'm like busy making dip and running around and my phone's ringing and it's my godmother who doesn't call me a lot. So I thought it was kind of weird initially and I almost didn't answer it because I was like literally in the middle of putting this dip in the oven and then I just, I don't know, for whatever reason I answered it and she said, Angie, I think something happened to Hallie. And I'm thinking, what? Like how would how would what, she know? What do you what do you mean? I was so confused because I literally was just talking to Hallie. She was sitting on the couch watching the office and they were getting ready to go to her dad's to get a Christmas tree to put up. So I was so so freaking confused. But then she said something about a gun that they just bought and I mean, I'll never forget her saying those words cuz my heart just fell on the freaking floor because mm-hmm. she had a fact they did the day before yeah. they he had bought this 22 and i'm like oh my gosh so at that point we knew nothing nothing other than she was injured didn't know what happened none of that and so you just like what do you do i felt like we were frozen for a little bit of like oh my gosh so eric's trying to call the university of missouri hospital to see if a helicopter had taken off because that was what the other thing that my aunt that my godmother said is that she was being lifelighted i'm like oh my god but then you hadn't heard they said nothing had no helicopter had taken off so we were so confused so i called her dad and told him and and then he decided to drive to this house and he couldn't even get down to the house but they had told him when he got there that she was in the helicopter and we live close to the, the university, yeah. so we actually beat the helicopter there. Don't recommend watching a helicopter land with your daughter in it. They didn't want us close. The guy came over and said, what, I don't know anything. I can only tell you that she has a strong pulse as she wrapped. And she did. She, her pulse stayed strong until the very end because Hallie's strong. Yeah, she's incredibly, incredibly brave, strong young lady. And, you know, the whole thing, my mind's just racing about, like, what would have happened? Like, Hallie had a right to carry. She was a avid deer hunter. Her dad and both of her grandpas all taught her gun safety. And so she knew gun safety in and out. If people, if the boys had Nerf guns in our home pointed at so she would yell at them. Like, no, well, we would, don't point guns it? at people. You know that. Incredible amount. You know, I'm not a I'm not a gun person. Uh, they scare me. I don't like being around them. But I I did trust her with them because I knew she knew gun safety in and out. So you know, her dad and I are just so confused of like what the heck would have happened. Like we don't understand. And so for several hours, all we knew was that she had a gunshot somewhere on her face. We initially thought cheek, and then. It, it wasn't until um, his parents had texted and said, you know, we're almost there. And I said, I, I have to know what happened. Like, And so we met them at the elevator. We did not want them to come to the family and tell us because we at that point, by then, we had a massive waiting room of, of people. And in that moment, 
is when we realized that he actually he actually had the gun and was only five feet away from her and said he didn't think it was pointed at her and he didn't think it had a bullet in it, but I mean, he pulled the trigger and she was shot in the mouth. And at that point, it was like complete gut-wrenching rage, I would say, of like, what? Um, and then we, we had just asked them to leave her, Eric. Then it just, I, I just even think about almost still like I feel like I could have a panic attack even just thinking about what happened. Gun safety rule number one, if you're listening, you know you never point a gun at someone, one, much less pull a trigger. And now Hallie's gone. The sad part about it is, is that probably within an hour of her being there and everybody, our family in the waiting room, we knew from the doctors and nurses that Hallie wasn't really going to survive. We had an excruciating 48 hours after that of sitting while they went through every test that they needed to run, everything they needed to do. And it was surreal that we knew there was nothing going to happen. You're praying for a miracle knowing that only a miracle is going to pull that off because they had said there's nothing they could do. It was good that we had the time. Like that would be one thing if we were going to say that we are grateful for. It was that first responders on the scene revived her after she'd been dead for almost 10 minutes and they were able to life flight her to the hospital so that we could be with her for 48 hours and let family see her, say goodbyes, our family be with her a lot and say goodbyes. And things that we'll never understand, things we'll never forget. Yeah, they um, basically described her injury as like the worst possible location because it went it went in her mouth and hit her C1 vertebrae in her spine and, and her brainstem. So it basically... Right. As it's been explained to me by the detectives and the trauma nurses and doctors, it was a one in a billion shot, accidental shot, that if it had done any of the one things it did would have been life altering or killed Hallie. Instead, all three happened in one shot. It severed her spinal cord. It exploded her C1 vertebrae, the most important one, and it lodged in her brainstem. And as they said to us, you know, her head looks good. Her body looks good. He basically separated her head from her body, and there's nothing we can do to save her. And as you as you could imagine, in this whole thing, there's so many like what ifs, right? Like, what if it was pointed two inches in a different direction? But we have to like look at the what if in the I have to anyway. Like the positive scenario, what if they wouldn't have revived her, right? What if we wouldn't have had that time with her the last night with like I just couldn't even get close enough to her you know at first you know I'm just holding tight to her hand and not not wanting to let go like you you never pay attention to how your kids hands feel until you're scared to death for them and and then it was like okay my process was then I, I want to hold on to her arm and you know like put my arms around her and I 
said something to the nurses one time, like, I just I can't even get close enough to her. And they're like, well, get in bed with her. I'm like, what? And yeah. she's like, we'll move her over. You can crawl in. And that is all they had to say. And I laid with her half of Monday evening, even when, you know, people were letting some people come in. It was like, okay, they can come in because they haven't seen her in their close family, but I'm not getting out of bed. So just warn them, like, I'm in bed with her and I'm not getting up. And then I was able to sleep with her that entire Monday night. And that is like time I am. So I just keep describing things as incredibly beautiful and incredibly painful. Like there were so many, and there's still so many moments that are like beautiful. Like you have a a sliver of beauty and then it's just go right back in that gut wrenching pain. That's how I would describe the whole experience is just like, I can't imagine not having that time. And then felt like it set the example for the her tw- twins and brother and sister because after a little while they were like, well, can I lay with there? And so each one of them had time snuggled up to their sister that I cannot imagine if we would not have had that, that time. So it's like trying to look at things through through that lens and just that we all had such a great time with her. One of the last things that she actually said to me in person was she, when she was leaving Thanksgiving is she again, back to her shoulder surgery that I did not think she needed to have at that time. <laughs> you, um, you were right. Just for the I record. know. I, yeah. I know I was. Yeah, she took up my hand and said, don't worry about me, mom, I'll be all right. I mean, that's just her way. So, you know, we weren't, she wasn't mad, you, you know, just there's so many things in those scenarios of like, we were all in such a good place. We'd had so many great memories of the previous 10 days of her life that normally we don't even get that much time. It was like God was preparing us and allowing her to say goodbyes to all of us that we weren't prepared for. And... And we got to say goodbyes we weren't prepared for in the 10 days before this happened. And then it did. And there was no going back from that. We're trying to figure out how to go forward. And we know it's going to be a super long freaking process. Yeah. One day it's really sad. One day it's really pissed off. One day it's just all the different emotions. Again, it's just over two weeks. Yeah. The other thing, and... That comes to mind, too, and I shared this on our social page, too, is we had a family photographer offer to take pictures. And I thought you were kind of nutso. I know that Lance, your ex-husband and his his girlfriend, uh, girlfriend, Hallie's bonus mom, Michelle, also, we all kind of admitted the next day, like we thought maybe you were crazy, but I was not... Nobody was going to tell me no. no. I wasn't going to tell you no. I'm still not telling you no about anything you want to do. And she wasn't. You didn't know she was there. No, you didn't know she was there. But it was crazy, too, that she offered on that Tuesday morning. Just her timing was insane because Hallie passed at 311. And so she came right to the hospital um, when we said yes. And the pictures that she captured again painful beauty 
because we would never have known or remembered who was hugging who. Like our whole blended family, including Hallie's dad, like Eric's kids are hugging Hallie's dad and Michelle and vice versa. And there's like this incredible beauty of families coming together, but also you can see the pain and the heartache. And I mean, that is freaking life. It sucks sometimes big time and you'll never understand why, but capturing even the suck of it, there's, there's beauty in that. And it, when she came to the hospital, I kind of looked at her because I didn't know what to expect. I'm like, have you ever done this before? And she looks at me and she goes, nope. And it's perfect. she wasn't in the room when Hallie passed. So she captured the moments where we were preparing for that, which leads into the next part of Hallie's story. And that Eric, when we were at the hospital, said, hey, you know, Angie, I don't know how to bring this up, but I don't know if you've thought about this, but I bet Hallie would have wanted to be an organ donor. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, you're right. She totally would have. Yeah, she, she would have been like, oh, donate me to science and see what my insides look like. That's That was just her. She was so real and raw 24-7. And so we talked to her dad, and he's like, yeah, you're right. She totally would have wanted to be an organ donor. Well, we knew nothing about the organ donor program. Nothing. Didn't know how it worked, the process. And when we were meeting with the doctors to walk through the final kind of steps, they said, okay, now with the organ donor process, it could be like three or four days before the matchups occur, especially for the heart because that's the only organ that does not have, cannot have an artificial pump on it. It has to literally go from one living patient to the next living patient, the recipient. And I mean, we all just looked at her like, looked at each other like, there's no way in hell that we could sit there for more days. We could sit there for four more days in that pain and heartache. Because we'd already decided that that after 48 hours, that was the time. We, we knew. They had told us multiple times, she can't come back. This is her state forever, only being kept alive. There's no chance. And so in our minds, we had decided that was the day. So another four days of that didn't work. I tell people all the time, we were selfish in that regard. We didn't yeah. want to sit there for four more days. No. And nobody thinks we were. Everybody's like, oh, my gosh, I can't even imagine. It, we couldn't even fathom that. And so, so, okay, so we decided, okay, let's not go down that route. And I don't know if we've talked about this in the past, but like Hallie's very hard-headed, independent <laughs> person, you know? And I so, think from the time she's been on with us, people understand. Yeah, okay, they yes. get that. Yes. They get that. So we're kind of, you know, maybe 30 minutes go by and here Eric and the nurse comes in. Well, she had a couple amazing nurses. I mean, we, that's a whole other podcast probably. But but Haley and Bailey were amazing. 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 And they said, we have a little bit of a hiccup. And I'm thinking, what kind of freaking hiccup do you have in this pro? Like, haven't we already had all the freaking hiccups? Like, what? And it, and they just kind of smiled and said she actually was an organ donor. She had signed up in April when she had her identity stolen out of her car, and she had to go get a new driver's license. And in April, she checked that box that she wanted to be an organ donor. And we we actually all kind of giggled and were like, okay, Hallie, it's your way. 
always your it's way. It's noted. Noted. You're going to override us on this. But note to self parents, you don't get to override the organ donor. When they're 20, 18, and they sign up to be an organ donor, they're organ donors. There's no override at but, that point. But we, I, you know, you were, we were like, oh shit, you know, we do have to sit here for four or five days. And, and the beautiful part, and here's the part I don't think people realize, is that that program works with you based on your schedule. So Hallie actually gave five life-saving gifts. So they just work within your time frame. So we did not donate her heart, but but we did donate her heart valves, which are also life-saving. And so we were able to continue on with the the organ donor and based on like the plan and the timeline that we felt comfortable with. All I will say, and if you've been on our social media, you can see the Honor Walk, a short, short clip of the Honor Walk. They truly, truly honor those that have signed up to be an organ donor. It's it's amazing. Another breathtaking and freaking painful. But you you really feel the special gift, gifts <laughs> that they give. And so that part was amazing. I mean, I don't know. I honestly don't even know if I signed up to be an organ donor. Like I don't, I haven't renewed my license in a long time, but I will the next time. Absolutely sign up for that. We said afterwards, that was almost like her funeral because. Oh, it was a procession through the hallways lined with people. Like I doctors couldn't even and walk nurses. next to her bed hardly because we were so crammed. All of our family and friends that were there, doctors and nurses. I've, I've talked to people since and they said it's one of the largest honor walks they've ever been a part of. And just it, it was it was a unbelievable tribute to the most beautiful girl that we have lost too soon because of unfortunate, senseless things. And that's really what it boils down to. Now, all of our lives are changed. And what do we do? I, I will tell you, we're, we're super glad we have this podcast because we can go back and listen to the two episodes Hallie was on yeah. and hear her voice. Glad for, for, for iPhones and all the videos oh that gosh. Hallie has made over the years that's that we got on thing. her phone. My kids, all these kids have been so annoyed with me on in the past of how many pictures I take. Oh my God, she's taking another picture. Mom, stop videoing. Or even just on Thanksgiving, because we didn't have all our kids together on Thanksgiving. I text Hallie and I said, please take a picture of you and Chase and Summer together at your dad's. Yeah. And I, what I got back from her was maybe, uh-huh. Okay. I mean, that's the response. But then like two minutes later, it's the last picture they took together. Mm-hmm. Take the freaking picture, and if kids are listening, do not roll your eyes at your mom. But ta- and here's the other thing I would say: take video. Like I took a lot of pictures, and we all post the perfect pics. But like what I'm going back to right now, it's not the pictures. I want the videos. I want to hear her voice. I want to see her face light up with that incredible smile that she had, and her laugh. Like we have so many videos of her laughing and just being stupid. But that's what I'm grateful for Snapchat, for all these platforms. These kids capture all of their TikToks and dances. And I mean, some's not appropriate. There's things that I've seen on her phone that I would like to unsee. So also watch, you know, if you're in your teens or 20s. Don't record someone everything. might be on your phone at some point. And the 
And then just the last thing I will say is trust your mama bear instincts. I mean, I literally for three years had a heartache, a deep heartache and worry about Hallie and this relationship that she was in. And I just could never, I could never put my finger on it. And I remember, you know, we talk about our small group a lot. And I remember sharing that concern in our small group multiple times. And one of the things that Len, who's been on this podcast in the past, had said, because it's like, you don't know what to do. Like, I'm a fixer. I like to, you know, be, feel like I can solve challenges. And I could not solve this one. Literally, I could not solve it. And, you know, it's all about like trusting God. And I'm not very good at that. And she had said, pray that you will see what Hallie sees or that she will see what you see. And I did that. And I had a moment in church probably three or four months ago where I just prayed to God to take this off of my shoulders. And he, unfortunately, answered that prayer and that he let everybody see what we saw. And I'm sure we'll talk about that more. That's really all I want to say about that. Like at this time. I think he rescued her from a life that we were all afraid she was going to end up living. Yeah. That's the only piece we can try to find in it. Yeah. And what we have said since then to our other children is if you're ever in a relationship that we have concerns like that about again, because from the time I met you three and a half years ago. You've cried yourself to sleep multiple times because of the relationship. You knew. And we've just said to the kids, unfortunately, now we have the worst case example scenario that if this, if you're ever in that, we're going to pull you out of it, kicking and screaming. That's just where we're going to go, unfortunately, because this is what we've seen. We're not going to let, we're not going to let it go. No, there's, there's, I tell my kids too, like I was a mama bear before, (laughs) I'm a freaking grizzly now. Like this whole thing, I was very hell-bent on girl power before. And I cannot describe the fire that I have in me now to do something with this. I don't know what it is yet. But the self-worth, the mother's instinct, like there's a burning in so much of all these emotions to shine Hallie's light brighter and my light brighter than I've ever shown before. And that part, I have to hit a pause button a little bit because, I mean, like I'm just a get shit done type of person. And you I'm learning, you gotta I'm learning that I unfortunately have to sit in all these emotions of grief, of suffering, of anger, of sadness, of denial, rage. And it's like, I'm swimming in all of that. And I feel like I have lost my internal map. I mean, that's the only way I can describe it. What I knew of myself and who I was, I feel like it's just completely gone. And that's something I'm going to have to sit in for a while to sort of reconnect and figure out who the new Angie is and mom and friend and sister and all of that because it and it's scary because it's like I don't I liked who I was but I also 
want to be strong and show up for Hallie and fight for her like I have never, like I've never fought before. So I think that's what the season's going to be about. <laughs> Who you become and the loss that we've suffered. I will say this. I just, uh, we're all mourning and we're all in loss. Kids are all feeling it. You know, Lexi would say she lost her best friend and her sister. No one's mourning like Angie. There's no no loss like a mother losing a child that she carried for nine months. None of us can compare Hallie's loss, as great as that pain is, with what Angie's feeling. And we're all going through that. And we're watching it play out. And none of us, there's not a roadmap. I texted some friends. There's not my dad before he died. Didn't leave me a playbook on how to handle this as a dad, as a father, as a husband. Angie doesn't have a playbook. None of us do. We're making it up as we go. We're making mistakes. We're doing some things right. I will tell you what I've told her every day. I know she doesn't believe me. She's doing things that you wouldn't believe. Her strength, Angie's strength is greater than anything I've ever seen. So while she knows there's a new version of her coming, the strength is still there. She hasn't missed a kid's event since this happened, whether that was chase wrestling, summer basketball, Carter basketball. It gets her up and out of the house and she shows up for the kids. If we all thought she showed up before, which she did, she's showing up just as much or more now. She's accomplishing different tasks during the day that I can't believe she's accomplishing. And so I keep trying to remind her she's living inside of a bottle, feeling like she doesn't do things, isn't getting things done. I see somebody that's doing more than I ever thought possible. I couldn't be more impressed with her strength and her grace and all that she's going through. Also her anger and the way that she's using it in ways that is for good. And that's who you are. And while there may be a new version of you coming, you'll continue to be that person. That's who you are. You get shit done. You show up for others, especially for me and your kids, your friends, all of it. And you do things in a way that makes people drawn to you, which we're learning. Hallie was had a knack for the same thing. And that's beauty and gut-wrenching pain all at the same time. All the people we're talking to, like her boss and friends at Mizzou and things like that. So that's what we're learning. That's what I also keep telling Angie. When you get this new, you figure it out. It's going to be super fun to start dating her. I'm excited <laughs> about that. I think that'll be good. That's great. But that's where we're at. That's where I, the podcast the other, is going. Yeah. The other thing I want to say, too, as we wrap up, is the there's joy. There's slivers of joy in all of this gut-wrenching pain. And that is literally the outpouring of love and support from people all over. That part I just can't, I still cannot even comprehend. I cannot even comprehend the amount of connections and the people that show up and care, whether they're strangers or someone that had a class with Hallie or someone that I maybe worked with five years ago, a customer, whatever. I mean, it's absolutely insane. And it literally is overwhelming. Like there's no way I could ever thank everybody enough for that. And people ask like, well, I know I probably won't say the right thing. Hey, all what I would tell you is reach out to people, tell them they don't have to respond, but reach out to them because there's nothing, there's nothing anybody can say or do that's going to take this pain away. But what is comforting is to know that people care and it could be a simple text, whatever, like that part of it, we're just completely completely blown away at that. So just know like if we haven't responded or like we we hear you, we feel we feel the love and you know we can maybe a next episode is just 
diving more into Hallie's story and what's happening with how we're going to keep shining her light. But that part's been amazing. Her light is going to shine. And we're also going to shine a light on things that none of your kids and none of our other kids are ever going to have to go through again because we're all going to fight against – well, listen to our last podcast. We're all going to fight against narcissism when it comes to relationships. That's a that is a hot button in our home, and that will be a hot button for our family pushing forward as we as we honor Hallie now and forever. That's this week's episode of Blended Blessed and Always a Mess. We do ask to, we usually say God bless and we will, but we do ask for your continued prayers for our family and most importantly for Angie because her pain is something none of us can imagine. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to Blended Blessed and Always a Mess. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and at blendedblessedalwaysamess.com. Reach out to us on any of our social channels. We would love to hear from you. Have a great week.